Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World podcast, we are going to be discussing changes to Hollywood Studios. So this is a, I don't know what, we don't want to call it a segment, but an episode feature that we do. We're going to do this for all the parks and I'm sure years down the road we'll come back around and do Hollywood Studios again. If you're interested in changes coming to Epcot, you can check out a previous episode we released back in, I think, October. Um, But, yeah. And what's crazy is in November and even even recently, there's a bunch of other additional changes coming to Epcot that we didn't get because they came out after our episode. So I thought we'd start just by kind of quickly covering a few of those. Epcot? Yeah, because they're interesting and... Um, yeah, they're not going to be on that previous episode. So we thought about calling the segment Rachel reacts because this is all Keenan's, notes. um, Keenan's notes and he's just basically telling me what's going on and you as well. And we can react together. Yeah. But we like discuss it and talk about things that we like about it or dislike or are looking forward to and so on and so forth. Anyway. Um, so right after that episode we did, Rachel, they announced that there's going to be a Beauty and Beast sing-along coming to the oh, France yeah. Pavilion. Um, yeah. So it's going to not replace the film Impressions of France, but it's going to be like rotated alongside it. So I think they'll do like the sing-along and then do impressions and then sing-along. And Yeah, I have yet to do a um, sing-along at the park. So I'm super into that idea, as you could probably guess. Because that's all I really want is to sing one of the Disney movies. Disney songs, yeah. Um, so yeah, to be there with like-minded Disney freaks singing along, that would be great. Yep. And that's there's, obviously one of the best movies. Now, you also, I'm sure, saw that there's going to be a massive overhaul coming to the entrance and to the Wonders of Life Pavilion. So I don't remember when it was, maybe like a year or so ago they released this like concept art for Epcot and it was like, this is the future of Epcot and what we want to do with it. And it was really kind of mind blowing. And I think myself included, but many people on the internet kind of laughed at it. It was just like, yeah, we're nowhere near getting there. Well, in January, they, or maybe it was February, they announced this overhaul to the entrance and it's now starting to take shape and maybe kind of looking more and more like this new, Epcot that we're getting. Have you seen the concept art for this? I have not. If you recall walking into Epcot Center, there were all those stone like monoliths, kind of. Like big, like they look like gigantic gravestones almost. And yeah, they we cast came... those big shadows. Yeah, when when maybe. you come in the this is the main entrance. Well, anyway, if you if you're looking at this picture, that is now all going to be flora and fauna. And then those stones, they, they're part of the uh, leave a legacy program. So, you know, people paid to have their names put on that and like, it's like a a keepsake or what have you. They're going to move those. I don't know where, um, but it's going to look more like this kind of 
green entrance here and then this fountain before you get to Spaceship Earth. You can see there is a throwback to the original fountain that they had that since disappeared. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Super exciting. Um, yeah, so a lot more green space. I'm not really attached to the original. No, but doesn't the... that concept art look pretty, it looks looks pretty nice. cool? Yeah, yeah, sure. Nice. Perhaps an even bigger change then for you would be there's going to be a completely re-envisioned Wonders of Life pavilion. And you might say, well, what is that? Because we didn't go there okay, when... Okay, I was like, I don't remember. Yeah, that. well, it was. it's just been closed for I don't know how long. Anyway, they're going to completely redo this and they're calling it an innovative city and it's going to have interactive experiences disney characters hands-on activities engaging entertainment i'll tell you what the um it, it looks almost like the what was it from wreck it ralph the um, where they go into the, oh, oh my disney or what, what is mm -hmm. that called oh my disney i think so yeah so looking at this i mean it's just it's hard to imagine because this is concept art, but they're definitely going for like a sci-fi futuristic city and they're supposed to be like all of these like buildings are going to house different activities that you can do. I'm, I'm guessing virtual reality, things of that sort, but you can start to see, you can see some IPs in here. I mean, obviously Mickey. Um, is that Joy? Yeah. Inside Out. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. And so a lot of people saw this and were just like, there's... um. Nick from Zootopia. Zootopia. But so people are picking this apart and being like, oh my gosh, we're bringing all these IPs to Epcot. This is terrible. I think this sounds super cool. And it's like, it's better than a defunct building, at least. Right. You know? So anyway. That, might that, be a little sensory overload. It might be. Like an arcade. Like uh, right. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> but it could be cool. We'll yeah. see. The, uh, the Odyssey Center will become a preview area for the changes coming to Epcot. So this is where during like Flower and Garden, they've got different vendors and things of that sort. Food and wine had that beer tasting, that building. He's looking at me like I'm supposed <laughs> well, to I know. brought it up last episode. And I was like, you know, where they had the baby changing station. You're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Again. Anyway. I don't I've know been what one time. they they only use that building for festival stuff. So I don't know if what they're going to do during festivals now because it's going to be like a you're gonna be able to go in there and preview what's coming to Epcot, which is kind of cool. So that that was like a huge deal, huge news. We don't cover news on our podcast, otherwise, you know, we would have done that already. And I'm sure for most podcasts, this is old news. But since we're talking about changes coming to Disney World. That's major, major, major stuff that we're going to see over the next couple of years. I'm guessing in time for the anniversary of Epcot, yeah. whatever that is. So what, 80, 82? Oh. So 2022, I think. Anyway, um, more recently, we found out that they're adding a crepe restaurant. Heck yeah. Yeah. A creperie, build your own sort of thing. I saw that it was going to be quick service and table service options for that. Uh, this. So that'll be France. That's kind of cool. When's you know, this coming? I don't know. Enough? There wasn't a date for it, but you know, we're, we're getting the Ratatouille ride, which we talked about on our last episode. We're getting that Beauty and the Beast sing-along. 
we're getting this crepe restaurant. So it just sounds like I'm guessing all of that stuff is going to kind of go live around the same time. And we're just getting kind of a new yeah, France. Yeah, new France sounds like. Yeah. Um, and then most recently, they just announced an awesome planet movie, cinematic experience. This is going to be in the Land Pavilion where the Circle of Life movie was. Okay. I don't know if you remember that, but... We didn't go to the Circle of Life, but I do remember the... I actually remember this location and where it was. Awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not super hyped on movie experiences at Epcot, but it is a nice way to kind of get out of the heat and the sun. And, you know, last time it felt like a whirlwind tour trying to squeeze in as much as possible at Epcot. But I could see myself if I lived there or frequented it or had just seen a bunch of stuff and needed some cool down time going and seeing a movie might not be bad but this one in particular has the effects done by industrial light and magic which are is the star wars people so so it's gonna suck just right. kidding totally kidding people <laughs> i don't know if sarcasm translates well on podcasts no but It'll i mean if you listen to us enough then you'll figure out that hopefully hopefully you know by now at least racial sarcastic i'm never sarcastic <laughs> cool well that pretty much recaps the, uh, not recaps, but introduces the Epcot changes that we missed last, between that episode and Hollywood Studios. Catches us up a bit. Yeah, so of course you got the gondolas and those stations. They're coming along nicely. Plenty of videos being released and, you know, varying speeds of these things. They look pretty cool. Of course, that also affects Hollywood Studios because Hollywood Studios is going to be connected on the gondola system as well. Oh, the gondolas. I was thinking like I was nodding and smiling like I knew what you're talking about, but like the cable cars I'm talking yes. about. Okay. You're thinking like boats like, in yeah, Italy like or something? <laughs> gondolas. I was like, oh, okay, it must be a new ride that I haven't really heard about. Yeah, Rachel but reacts. Here we are. Yes, I, I'm up to speed. Cool. Those gondolas. Yeah. Air gondolas. I'm guessing later this year they will have those fully functioning. Of course. Okay. So that brings us to Hollywood Studios. So, um, the way that we do this is we kind of talk about minor changes, major changes, and rumors. Um, so I think the only rumors we have relate to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but let's start with minor changes. Um, one of these is already done. The Beauty and the Beast stage show refurb. I have no idea what they did to refurbish that stage show. Yeah, I you tweeted- tried to... I, t- I saw, you that. saw the tweet. Yeah, I'm like, hey, has anybody experienced this new one? And, Crickets. you know, usually like Walt Disney World News Today, WDW News Today, they, I feel like they cover absolutely everything, but I haven't seen anything that's like, here's the minor changes and it's like their costumes are clean. I don't know. I have no idea what they did. Anyone know? So, Let but that's know. done. We also have the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror undergoing maintenance during spring and summer. Now, for this, it's going to continue to run. But they're only doing they're doing one side at a time basically to refurbish it. So I imagine it's going to take longer to ride it and limited fast passes, which will be relevant when we talk about a fast pass priority right. on a future episode. And, and stay tuned for that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, makes it a little more scary. I think oh, half of this is under construction. Right. I mean, it was. It's on our fast pass. It's high up on our fast pass priority list anyway, but that bumps it quite a bit. Okay. Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular Show is going to be updated for the Walt Disney World 50th in 2021. 
that's October 2021, and that's going to kind of extend into 2022. Um, that's going to close for a certain amount of time. We're not sure when, but there is a new Indiana Jones movie coming out that same year, so I'm guessing the timing will line up with that somewhat. Have you yet to see that one? I've heard mixed reviews about it. No, no, no. This is not one that's out. Oh, the stunt show? Yeah. I thought you meant the new movie. Like That's not no. out yet. The stunt show. People either love it or like are bored by it. It's kind so of it like, one of I think you things. should see it, but you don't need to go see it every time. Some people do. Yeah, but I'm in the camp of like, I think it's cool. I, I definitely enjoy it, but I wouldn't want to go see it every time I go to Walt Disney World. Yeah. I mean, it's the same every time. Right. I know. Anyway. But so is everything else. Not everything else, yeah. but you but know it's different when you're singing Be Our Guest along with the... Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll Last of the minor changes. It'll be open. Mm-hmm. Last of the minor changes is Sunset Boulevard is getting some improvements. Keystone Clothier and Legends of Hollywood stores are getting refurbished. And I don't know if you've heard yet, but Planet Hollywood is closed. All of them? Well, no, the one in in Hollywood Studios. I just keep hearing more and more closing. Remember I, when they had one at Easton? Like I do. Close to us. When it first opened. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Here's the thing, though. My, I have a theory on this. Why, plan, why restaurants like Dick's Last Resort and Planet Hollywood and things of that sort are going by the wayside. One, they're kind, they're kind of gimmicky, you know? It's like once you've been to one Planet Hollywood, you get the shtick and yeah. you're done, you're good. But two, they, they thrive on that gimmick and people going solely for that gimmick. And the food's, but the food's not that good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in today's day and age, everybody's going on Yelp and yeah. looking at different reviews and stuff. And they're seeing like, wow, this is kind of expensive just to go have a cool atmosphere, right? Or to be treated like crap at Dick's Last Resort, you know? Yeah. And so I think that those, we're going to see less and less of those just because they, they're not. What we want these days? Yeah. It's not we what the want people some- want. There's still gonna. I mean, like, I know people that are still gonna be like, "Oh, that sounds cool." And I've never been to a Hard Rock Cafe, so I'm gonna go. But I've never been to a Hard Rock Cafe. Do you have a desire to go to one? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'd go along. Yeah, but Actually, I think I've never been to Planet Hollywood either. I never will. Hmm. But I think it's just one of those things where it's like once you go, you're like, okay, I, yeah, I went to the Planet Hollywood or I went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Cleveland. I don't need to go to the one in Orlando. Right. All right. Cool. The next set of... I said that was the last minor, but that's not true. Uh, Some other minor changes is that we have the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios this year. We're going to be there for the 30th anniversary event. How exciting is that? So this actually starts May 1st, but some events, quote unquote, with this anniversary have already begun. Um, So like... That Disney released, I think it was in January. Hey, here's all these. It's the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios, and here's what you can expect. And then some of them they rolled out right away. So, for instance, the Incredibles Dance Party at Pixar Avenue, that is where the old entrance to Midway Mania mm-hmm. was. Um, I don't know how often this dance party is or anything like that. It's also where you can meet Edna Mode, her character cool. meet and greet. Yeah. And there's supposed to be some sort of Jack Jack event thing happening there but i know they had lots of issues getting that Hmm. off the ground 
Um, there's also a Mike and Solly meet and greet. I would love to meet them. Yes. Yeah. Remember when I heard about this, I like came home and was just like, oh my gosh, we have to meet Mike and Solly. Like it just got bumped on my list there. Uh, this is at Walt Disney Presents, which is like an indoor sort of exhibition type thing. And they're inside there. And then lastly, we have a new cinematic nighttime experience coming to Disney Hollywood Studios. According to the official site, they say, as part of the theme park's 30th anniversary, Wonderful World of Animation will debut May 1st. The show will use state-of-the-art technology to take you on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation, all beginning with Mickey. So Okay. Yeah, I have... So, and that's replacing... No. I, if it were, I'd say that's more of a major announcement. Uh-huh. It's just kind of an extra sort of anniversary show that they're doing. Oh, I see. As far okay. as I know, I, it's definitely not replacing Fantasmic. And as far as I know, it's not replacing the Star Wars thing that happens after Fantasmic. Okay. So we'll find out May 1st, I'm sure. People okay. will have the details on that. So that's cool. Ready for our major changes? Yes. I'm ready. Okay, the first of these is happening next week. Mm-hmm. Lightning McQueen's show. What, what is it? Lightning, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy? Sounds right. Yeah, and so it's, from what I gather, a show similar to like Turtle Talk with Crush, where you've got your kind of interactive character. Yeah, which is really cool how they do that, and I still am not like yeah. positive how. So this, you're in like, you're kind of like in like an arena. And you've got Lightning McQueen, and he's in front of gigantic screens for his VR racing like mm-hmm. practice thing, like in Cars Three. Yes, and so you're. It, it says it, Lightning demonstrates what he's learned over the years by using his brand new state of the art racing simulator and its wraparound screen. Of course, as this seasoned racer has discovered throughout his career, things don't always go according to plan, and he has to think fast to get back on course. So I don't know if there's okay. any sort of movement that goes on there. It sounds fun. It sounds vibrant and you know yeah. loud and exciting. There's DJ, the ultimate party car, <laughs> gets everyone revved up with his incredible music mix. So oh, heck yeah, that should be fun. Um, and then outside, you there's a photo a photo op with Cruz Ramirez. I love Cruz. Yeah, strong so, strong female characters, you know. Yeah, when they first announced, hey, we're going to do like a Lightning McQueen show thing at Hollywood Studios, I was kind of like, meh. Yeah. But the more I read about this, the more it seems like it's not just a little like sideshow on the street. It's like they're they're building this thing for it. And yeah, they're it's... putting effort into it and resources into it, and they're going to make it good. Yeah, you know, and in addition to that, our son has gotten into cars, so I'm like... I guess we're going to go see this. Oh, yeah. But it's just my, my interest in it has gone up quite a bit with the announcements that they've done, the videos that they've posted, and they're just, it, it definitely, like you said, seems like they're putting more effort into it than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty looking forward to it. Yeah. And I think we'll be going I mean, it's at a, new a good attraction. time. Yeah, new attraction. And we'll be going, like, I mean, we'll have a four-year-old boy, so that's sort of prime audience right there i think so yep cool okay another new attraction coming to hollywood studios is the mickey and minnie way mickey and minnie runaway railway and this was originally this was supposed to come out earlier the spring 
Yeah, and I know they pushed it back for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, especially now that we got the announcement that that's opening sooner than we had thought. And that really bums me out just because like, I am not looking forward to this more than Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But we planned this trip to get there before Galaxy's Edge. And this is one of those things that I was like, I cannot wait. Like, I am so excited yeah. for this ride. And now that we won't get to experience it, and the next time we go, it'll be when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opened, and that park's going to be crazy. It's not going to be a half-day park anymore. So anyway, um, the aim is to be immersive. And so what they're doing is you go to the Chinese theater, which I'm sure you recall, mm-hmm. and you're, you're in there, and you're going to see a new Mickey short called Perfect Picnic. Uh, I won't spoil much more than that, but... What I'm picturing is yeah, this very old-fashioned 1920s, 1930s style theater, right? the, the old Chinese theater, and you're in there. And then they start this kind of old-timey cartoon. I'm sure it'll be color, not black and white. But anyway, and then you, the audience becomes a part of the show. And from what we know about it, there's a train that's conducted by Goofy. Say no more, right? Well, th- so are, is it actually moving at all? Yes, you're going to be on a track. Well, it's the old... They're using like the space from the um, great movie ride. We didn't go on that, so I'm not. I've only heard yeah. stories. But it's like on a track, and it goes through. And okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, so Goofy is conducting the train. I'll say that again. Cool. <laughs> I mean, you know something's going to go terribly wrong with Goofy being the train that's, conductor. That's very true. So. I love um, Goofy. I do love Goofy too. Although I don't really like the new animation of Goofy. But you like the new animation of Mickey. I do. I love it. I like not Mickey, Goofy? Minnie. Pluto's not in it, which is weird. Which is sad. Um, yeah, Goofy just looks kind of creepy. He looks like a Ren and Stimpy character with like... They all look like Ren and Stimpy characters to me. Yeah, but he's got the like grossness of Ren and Stimpy characters uh. with it. Anyway... But I know I do love that animation style. I think it's super cool. And that's what this is going to be. I don't know if you okay. know that I didn't mention that, but it's going to be that animation style. Uh, it's going to have an original score, an original theme song, an old school sound aesthetic. So they're doing like Foley techniques from way back in the day where they'll be in like a sound stage and, you know, oh, making yeah. sounds with different objects that they have available mm-hmm. to them. So I, yeah. and from what I, I heard that they were go, they were going to use like, Things that they use to record, like Steamboat Willie. Cool. Yeah. That would be really neat. To reproduce film the sound from the golden it. age of film or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm still holding out hope that they're like, surprise, it's for the 30th. Only because with Star Wars, it was kind of like fall 2019. And people were like, it's going to be late fall. Yeah. There was speculation. Are we even going to make it to 2019? And it's like, well, of course. They said 2019. They're going to they're gonna push to get it out. Well, now it's August. Right, crazy. And that was a total surprise. So I'm, you know, not optimistic in the slightest, but it's wishful thinking that they'll come out and be like, hey, surprise, May 1st. So do they have a... No date. No date. No, there hasn't been news on it other than saying it got pushed back, unfortunately. What was the date that it got pushed back from? Do you know? Spring 2019. Okay. But everyone was speculating because of the 30th anniversary that it would be April, May, like in time for that. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I know. I'm not holding out. 
too much false hope here. Okay, you ready for the big one? I am. Insert Star Wars music here. All right, yeah, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This is the big one. This is where we'll spend the bulk of our time. This opens August 29th. Um, all shops, restaurants, characters are supposed to be live on this day. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything, except a lot of people are upset about this. There are two attractions opening. Only one is going to be open on opening day. And that is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And there's not going to be any fast passes for that. People are waiting <laughs> five hours. Nightmarish. Least. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be You're going to wait five hours rope dropping it. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm sure there's going to be press events and stuff like that to get people in the, a couple days prior. We'll probably see the trackers do a video on it. Good for them. I mean, that's awesome. That's the way to do it because going opening day. Here's the thing. If I were in, living in Orlando, we had passes. And especially if I was like a vlogger or something like that, I'd still go. I'd still go opening day. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd try to ride Smuggler's Run. Well, that would be Run. all you would do that day. Right. I'm and sure, it's going to break down. Right. Like, and I'm sure the queue, the queue is probably phenomenal. Probably awesome, yeah. But do you want to spend six, seven hours in no, it? Thank you. No, I mean, like I remember when we were at the parks last time when Frozen had just opened and people were talking about they people waiting four hours for it, and yeah. because you know you're running into issues because you're not having right. had run that ride so much in the past with that many people, you know. So it's just, and, and that was frozen. That's, that's frozen, that that, that, frozen, which is a cool ride. And I know Frozen's very popular, but this is a whole other category. Oh yeah, this is going craziness. to be. This is going to dwarf any other opening of an attraction that Disney has ever done. Which mm-hmm. is going to be insane. So, but but I would still go opening day because as we're going to talk about there, I think there's just going to be so much to do here. So what what can you expect? Well, that's supposed to be the most immersive Disney quote-unquote land ever, or pavilion, whatever you want to call it, like area. Um, and it's the biggest one dedicated to a single theme. It's 14 acres. That that's is big huge. enough to fit two kind of lands within it. You know, like the seven magical kingdoms of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. You can fit two of those in that at least. It's That's yeah. crazy. Um yeah, totally immersive. I mean, theming, I, we have not been to Harry Potter World, which I've heard it, the theming is incredible, super immersive. I imagine that this is going to just rival that and yeah. probably blow it out like of the it. water. So you walk into what's called Black Spire Outpost. This is the location. As far as I know, this is a completely new place. I have not read any like Star Wars extended universe and gotten real deep into the lore there. But from what I gathered, this is this is new. They created this place for this. But it is the largest settlement on the alien frontier planet Batu. So you're on the so is you're on Bat- the frontier. Is Batu a, a a planet? A well known planet? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. And Could you know, by frontier I mean like it's on the outskirts of the Empire or whatever. So well, yeah, maybe it'll be in the next movie. Well, it is a story-driven land, and I, I can't remember where exactly in 
the narrative, the events of like this land take place. But I think it's in between Return of the Jedi and then um, Force Awakens, I think. So um, what's going to be here, though? You've got Og's Cantina. This is, of course, similar to the most Isley Cantina from A New Hope. You know, uh, uh, yeah. And Maz Kanata's castle from The Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to have. Maz. Yeah. It's going to have that sort of vibe. Yeah. As it should. Yeah. Uh, even the food and drink are themed. So I didn't write down any of the items here, but, you know, they've got Star Wars names and it's supposed to be stuff where it's like, oh, if I were on this planet, I could eat this. Yeah. Thing. Uh, they're going to have the Bantha Blue Milk. That which, Luke Skywalker drinks with yes, his family. Yes. Which is just ridiculous. And it's probably going to be way too expensive and not very good. But I'm still going to have, still going to try it. Maybe it'll be got, good. Got to get that Maybe it'll ins- be like shot or something. Yeah. I don't know. They, they, I bet Disney can find a way to make it good. That's true. Like. They've definitely missed on some of the yeah. themed drinks that they do. Or it's just like, oh, that tastes like Kool-Aid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it'll it'll be fun, and you know people are going to post all sorts of pictures. Right. It's iconic. I'm glad they have it. In addition to Ogg's Cantina, um, I believe in addition to it, there's going to be another quick service restaurant and at least three food stands. So, okay. I mean, like I said, this place is huge, so they got to have plenty of food options. Yeah. There's going to be droids that roam the area and That's interact awesome. with guests. Yeah, and you can even build your own droid at the Droid Depot, which was described as kind of like a Build-A-Bear for droids. What? And they're, yeah, they're oh remote-controlled droids. How much droids. are those going to cost? 80 bucks a piece? So we don't have a price for that yet. But when we get to the lightsabers, which we do have a price for, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, who knows how much these droids are going to be. Okay, but but it gets even better than that. The droids that you buy or build, I should say, um, are going to respond to other hand-built droids. They're going to respond to the other droids that exist in the land. So they're going to have, you know, like, kind of like we get in our... Like Furbies? Magic bands. <laughs> I don't. I have no <laughs> idea how Furbies function. But, you know, they're going to use the um, RF chips and stuff like that to send signals and, you know, interact and have different things that they say with different buildings and... This is crazy. Droids. I'm like, what? Yeah. A time to be alive. Yeah. So, for example, um, I read in Travel and Leisure of all places, sputtering, like sputtering about when a stormtrooper passes, like kind of like, like, yeah, getting all getting a little agitated. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. I know, right? So cool. Uh, There's also Savvy and Sons Salvage, which is called a hidden shop. It's not actually hidden, but it's supposed to be like kind of tucked away and. You know, not easy to find. This is for your young aspiring Padawan that want to become Jedis when you're going to build your own lightsaber. So this is very much like Harry Potter's wand experience. Exactly, yes. So this is a 15-minute interactive experience. Uh, you're going to build your lightsaber, and the sabers will cost about $109 for a finished hilt plus a blade for 50 bucks. Oh, dear. So, Yeah. 160 that bucks for your lightsaber. Now, too much money. Yeah. Now, they're not your Toys R Us plastic cheapos. I'm sure they're going to be pretty well made and I'm sure they're going to do tons of cool stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're carrying around a lightsaber and 
droids and stuff interact with you differently because you've got a lightsaber. I don't know, but that's a high price to pay that for a toy. Is. People, I mean, and people are going to shell out for these. Oh yeah, that's oh my gosh, they're going to make a killing. Would we do it or not? No, we couldn't. No, I don't know. I don't no, think we could. I don't think we would justify it. Uh-uh. If somehow we won the lottery or something someday, or yeah. if we go down with a wealthy benefactor that's like, I'm going to buy you a lightsaber, yes. then yes. I know. Ooh. There's a part of me that's like, I wish you could just do the 15-minute interactive experience and Yeah, they can just not give you one. like a cheapo. Right. Like a Disney store yeah. version. But then, but then, you know, the price tag is going to prevent, I think. There's, don't get me wrong. There's going to be huge lines for this day one. But over time, I think that... Because it's so expensive, it's you pay that premium and you're probably not going to be waiting two hours to make your lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. So the droids, I have no idea. I don't know how big they're going to be. $500? I rescind my 80 No. I, <laughs> I bet they'll be under 100 but who knows. It, it depends how elaborate they are and, and how, how big, big they are. Yeah. But yeah, remote controlled? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're right. They could be 100 bucks. Harry Potter ones are like, what, 50 bucks? I think. I don't know. And I do think that they were more the than ones? that. Yeah. I don't know. Initially, but anyway. So, yeah, finally, there, it, like I said before, it is narrative-driven. There is a story in this land. The whole land is in the midst of a conflict between the First Order and the Resistance. So, you know, earlier I was like, I don't know what time period we're talking about here, but you do know that it's after Return of the Jedi, after that second Death Star explodes, because that's, you know, then that we get the First Resistance, or the First Order after that. And the resistance versus empire and rebellion. Right. Yeah. Yes. Rachel's like, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm an expert. Yeah, so I, I have literally have no idea how this will play out, but from what I've read, supposedly your actions in Galaxy's Edge will have consequences. So, yeah. like it's I like don't, Westworld. <laughs> right? So I don't know if it's like, oh, you buy something at a shop and now you're branded because like like the lightsaber thing for instance well you're going to have your choice between like the the blue and the green lightsabers yeah. or you can get a red be on the dark side yeah. are people going are they going to be interacted with differently based on that my guess is yeah huh. um, i do know that you'll get different reactions based on how well you do on the millennium falcon ride because it's you're how like a smuggler keep track Magic bands. So okay. the data gets put onto that of like, oh, here's how successful they were. It's or... kind of freaking me out, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's super exciting, I think. I mean, this is yeah. like what I want in a theme park, like theming to the max. This is incredible. Like I'm saying, it's like Westworld. Yeah, well, just... you know. Which we only saw. I haven't seen all of it, so. We saw most of season one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was enough for me. Yeah. But. Westworld, I mean, is, t- is a whole nother level. But if... 50 years from now, I could walk into Star Wars, like Westworld, not to do Westworldian things, that's right. totally messed up, but to like just be in that universe, I, I, that'd be amazing. So bring it on. That's what's happening. Yeah, bring it on. Make it happen. Um, cool. So, yeah, before we talk about the rides, I, I just have to say, Rachel, that having the soft opening of only having one attraction, to me, makes sense. Really? People were kind of upset about it. Well, okay, on the one hand, yes, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is going to have crazy weights. It's going to be insane. But it's going to break down. Um, 
they have, they've all these kinks to iron out, and I'm just I'm envisioning them trying to do that with two different attractions. You know, imagine they both go down. Now you have hundreds of people pulling it, pulling out of those lines, flooding that area. It just seems kind of nightmarish. So I'm kind of seeing, well, okay, I, I'm sure a lot of it relates to money. They're going to get more people coming to the parks this way with these two different openings. But it also kind of makes sense where it's just like there's so much to do, so much that can go wrong, so much that you have to kind of tweak in the moment that it's sort of like let's just hyper-focus on one attraction plus the actual land. And you know what? That's what Harry Potter World did. That's and true. They opened one like land or one side at a yeah. time, right? And, you know, I'm sure people had things to say about that, but not to the extent that I've seen people slamming Disney for this decision. Hmm. I did not see that with Harry Potter World, so... Who knows? I'm guessing you could spend at least a half a day just in this area. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, not having, obviously, with the lines, it's going to take more than half a day. But yes. taking that out of the equation, let's say you waited 45 minutes for your rides, I could still see you spending half a day here. Yeah, just wandering around, doing all that different stuff. Immersive, like you said. Yes. Okay, on to attractions. Um, I do want to say here, I read as much as I could on this. Um, don't tell my school, but I used planning periods to <laughs> just read and read and read about these different rides. So um, there will be spoilers about these rides. So I know some people, they don't want, and I maybe should have said this before because I'm sure we had some spoilers that people didn't want to hear. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers about these rides, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in general, hit that stop button. You know, we're not going to give away too much. We don't even know that much. But even the little bit that we're going to talk about, for some people, that might be spoiling this land for them. So this will be a good time for you to turn off. Anyway, Smuggler's Run. This is the one that is going to be live on opening day. You are going to see a full-scale replica of the Millennium Falcon sitting in Black Spire Outpost. Nice. Yes, I'm sure you've seen the pictures already of this because it's coming along nicely. You know, because Disneyland is opening in like two months. Wow. The Galaxy's Edge, yeah. So it's going to be an attraction as well. So riders enter the Smuggler's Run ride queue through Onaka Transport Solutions, a shady shipping operation run by Hondo Onaka. A dreadlocked space pirate with six tusk-like chin protrusions. Okay. Yeah. So you get hired by this guy to do something, I'm guessing. Um, you get your smuggling mission from an audio animatronic Hondo before moving into the hold of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and eventually the cockpit of Han Solo's famed uh, YT-1300 light freighter. That's all from the Pasadena Star News. Okay. So, I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. Um, it is an interactive ride. Think... Um, mission space where everybody's kind of got different roles that they have. So there are three ro six riders, three roles. Pilot, gunner, and engineer. Nice. I want to be the gunner. Pilot, of course, flies the ship. Gunner is going to shoot. And the engineer handles mechanical issues. Yeah, I feel like I would be good at one of those. <laughs> what, shooting? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to fly the plane, of course. I think that's going to be the most desirable role, but who right. knows? I might so, be able to handle mechanical issues, you know. Who knows? I mean... You don't know how crazy it's going to be. It's going to be different every time you ride it. So That's pretty cool. One time you might hit an asteroid or take a laser blast or something like that, and you're, as an engineer, dealing with a fire in the back or something, and then other times, who knows? I don't know. 
We really don't know the full details about this. Well, no, and we ride it in five years when right. the lights die down. <laughs> right. Uh, what we do know is, like I said, it sounds like mission space where everybody's got these kind of roles. But in mission space, you just you just kind of push buttons and they don't really have an effect on the ride. Here, you do. It's like a video game. You get a score. You know, your pilot is actually moving the ship around. The gunner is actually that is shooting enemies and things of that sort. Yeah. You, you can crash. You, so does your you ride can get, get short, shot then? down. So here's the thing. Yes, um, you would have a shorter ride if you do get shot down or something. But I, I guess in initial testings of this, it was like it, that could ruin it for you. You know, you wait forever for this thing, and like yeah. ten seconds in, you're just you crash your ship. Yeah, because I'm not great at video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but me. from what I've gathered, they've they've kind of worked through that, and they've got it so that you get a decent ride experience before you're able to be shot down or able to crash the ship or something like that. So. Okay. But I guess, yeah, I, I am guessing it could last longer for people who do well. And like I said, how you do determines interactions. I heard one thing That's gonna was that you... A, sorry. It's going to cause a lot of strife within groups, I think. <laughs> like, you made our ride. We lost well, a thousand yeah. credits. Yeah. yeah, or like, we could have ridden five minutes longer if you hadn't, you know. Yeah. But I did hear that you can possibly get credits based on succeeding at this ride like they reward you like oh you delivered the shipment or whatever here's credits and i don't know if you can spend that or what but that would be really cool hmm. yeah so um, a whole new world yeah so like i said how you, how well you do in your role does affect your reputation and here's another thing it sticks with you from ride to ride so the next time you ride it you've got you've already got some sort of reputation built up and maybe you're a star pilot maybe you crash the ship I don't know. I mean, how how anyone besides annual pass holders who go right. time after time after time are going to ride this more than once. I think most vacationers are going to be like, yep, there's my five hours. Or, right. I, at some point, it will you will be fast pass eligible. So that'll be yeah. a game changer. But it's going to be like Flight of Passage where it's going to be the hottest ticket. But yes. then they'll open up this next ride that we're going to talk about, Rise of the Resistance. And you know it's going to be a tier one and you're going to have to choose one or the other. Right. So. If All right. you had to choose, if, if you, you had, had to choose, choose, it's a tie. Rise of the Resistance, longest ride ever in a Disney park. Now, no official ride time was revealed, but according to Cinema Blend, rumors have previously hinted the experience could be as much as 28 minutes long. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I did, my jaw drops, I read that, I've got a big smile on my face. Could yeah. you imagine a half an hour Star Wars ride? At Disney. It's a dream come true. Let's hear more about it. Well, it is a story-driven attraction featuring the cast of the new trilogy as part of the ride. So you're going to meet Ray, Finn, and Poe, BB-8, of course. My dude. My and droid. without giving too much away, you're on a transport that gets attacked by the First Order, and you're brought onto a Star Destroyer. And we'll just leave it at that. This site that I was on did have like the entire plot. And I don't know how much of it was like, this is for sure how it's going to go down. But I stopped reading. I did not want to know the whole yeah, story. It's a story driven ride. But I read enough to be like, wow, I'm guessing you're escaping the first order. Mm -hmm. Flying through this like starters. Oh, my gosh. It just sounds so cool. Um, we do know that it is a massive, massive ride. Um, it's just, it's going to take up a ton of real estate. 
Um, I'm not sure how much if any of it will be on a screen, but we do know that it's going to feature actual props such as Pose X-Wing. It's going to be on it. So I've heard it described as like a hyper dark ride. So like Peter Pan and stuff like that, but it's like Star Wars, there's a lot going on, very interactive, story driven. Um, and all the props from what I understand will feel full size. Of course, they're not all going to be, you know, full, full scale replicas. I think some will be, but then you've got like the giant AT-ATs and of course they're going to use force perspective to make them look bigger than they actually are. But I mean, imagine you're going to be up close and personal with all that stuff. So. Yeah, I'm trying to, it's hard for me to imagine this one as well. What's yeah. going on there? Like how fast it's going to go? Is it going to be, I mean, anything no similar to Star Tours? Probably not. They already have a Star Tours. So. Right. And I don't know what the future of that ride is going to be because it's in Hollywood Studios, but completely yeah. separate from Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. Do they move it at some point? Do they shut it down or rebuild it? I love Star Tours. Yeah, I think it's the technology is a bit dated. It's just a motion simulator. Yeah, 3D motion simulator. But still fun. Like yeah. I mean, I think it holds up well. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, but it's getting blown out of the water by this new stuff. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like they. Ha I think they're going to have to update that and do something with it at some point. All right, so that does it for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, the, the land, the theming, the story, the attractions. We don't have a ton of details. I'm glad that we don't. But you know that the internet is going to be inundated with videos and everything you could possibly want to know about this once it opens. Yeah. It's going to be, be crazy. Yeah. And then we'll just have to go back. Right. 2021, 2022, something like that. A couple years after it's been open, it's still going to be crazy busy. Mm -hmm. As I'm sure Harry Potter World still is to this day. Right. Um, but we also have the hotel. This is, I think, what we know the least about. Um, I have this last on our list because my guess is that it's going to be the last to be added, last to be finished. Um, we also know the least about it. But here's what we do know. It is going to be heavily themed. Supposedly, even room windows will be screens that gaze out into outer space. Mm -hmm. But you're going to be like on a spaceship, like a space hotel. Sounds incredible. But we also know that it's going to be interactive and story-driven like the park itself. So I'm guessing, and I could be wrong, this is just a hypothesis here, that what happens to you in the park, interacting with the droids and the characters and Og's Cantina and how well you do on Smuggler's Run and stuff like that, I think is going to transfer into your experience at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. And we'll greet you as though you are a... You know, Rebel scum. Yeah, or whatever. A citizen of whatever planet that was, or I don't know. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and it's hard to do an episode on the changes coming to Hollywood Studios and not just get totally, you know, pigeonholed on Galaxy's Edge because it's going to completely transform the park. It's the biggest thing. They're it adding like doubling it in size. Yeah, and they're adding cool stuff like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but this is like it's Epic. changing the park forever. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a completely different park. No longer is it going to be a half day. Like we're going this year, we're going, it's our rest day. We're going to go in the morning and ride a few rides and leave. And yeah, now it's like a two-day thing. Right. One and a half. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with like Muppets? 
It's like yeah. going to be, it's right up against it. I just don't see how that survives through this, but I hope they do something to preserve it. I don't know. But the whole, the whole nature of Hollywood studios is going to change with this. Yeah. Which is like awesome, amazing changes. But for those lovers of the classic Hollywood studios, it might be a little sad. I know. Hopefully we can have our cake and eat it too. I'd like the best of both worlds there. I do know when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, it's going to be like you're just in a completely different world. Yeah. I just wonder if they should have made it two parks or something, but they didn't. What do you mean? Like like just have Galaxy's Edge be its own park. Oh. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like a fifth park? Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) basically what's happening. They probably could. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's too late to do this now, but I could have seen them doing something like um, Galaxy, Star Wars, Marvel, and like some other enterprise that they have and make mm-hmm. that like a completely different, more adult, a little bit. Yeah. Area. But no, we're getting it to Hollywood Studios, which I'm fine with. So that pretty much wraps up our episode there. It was a little different than our Epcot one. The Epcot one was just like, there's a change here and there's a change there. And. There's all sort of different kind of things happening all over the place. With this, it's there's a lot, there's a lot of little stuff, but it's mostly wrapped up in Galaxy's Edge and what's going to happen with that. So, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It is. Any final thoughts, Rachel? I don't think so, because I don't feel like we're gonna make it to Galaxy's Edge for quite some time. But I mean, I'm excited for that um, Smuggler's Run ride mm-hmm. for sure. Well. We are trying to make it back during the 50th anniversary. So that's between October 2021 and middle of 2022. So So still a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it could be worse. Could yeah. be worse. Sweet. Well, thanks for tuning in to Part of Our World podcast. We know that there are tons of Disney options out there to... You know, listen to people talk about this type of stuff, and you chose to listen to us. So, and be a part of our world. Yeah. So and thank, we appreciate thank you. Thank you for that. We do appreciate you. As always, hit us up on Twitter if you have comments. Uh, if you listened to the episode, did you like it? Or do you disagree with some stuff? Are you as excited as I am about these changes? Not just Galaxy's Edge, but these these different changes coming to Hollywood Studios and the um, kind of quick rundown we did of stuff to Epcot at the beginning. We'd I'm love to hear. That we'd love place. to hear from you. Yes, we would. All right. Thanks so much. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.